It's game week for the BYU football programs. They get ready to head to TCU on Saturday. But is the wrong team favored in this matchup? Let's talk about it on today's show. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who make Locked On Cougars. Uh, being everydayers with us here on Locked On Cougars is what I'm trying to say. And a big thank you for all your support, as always, as we are your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. Uh, welcome in on a Monday. Hope you guys are all doing well. Uh, been a little bit of a haphazard with regards to our publishing schedule of the podcast over the past two weeks, but I am very pleased pleased to announce that my son is home from the NICU and life should be getting back to more normal. Uh, so we should be uh, back to doing podcasts every single day. It's game week for BYU. They enjoyed their bye over the weekend. They're back at work today in practice, getting ready to take on the Horned Frogs on Saturday. And uh, I colored me a little bit surprised. The BYU opened as a five-point underdog heading to Fort Worth on Saturday. Now, I'm not surprised that BYU is an underdog in this circumstance because TCU is is a well-known program. Obviously made that uh, incredible run to the national championship game just a season ago. But let's also acknowledge that the Horned Frogs are 3-3 three and three right now, and it very much looks like Chandler Morris is going to be hobbled, uh, if not for just this game, for much longer for TCU. Now, Sonny Dykes has built a pretty good program. Okay, Built's relative. Uh, Gary Patterson built a good program. Sonny Dykes has inherited it and just kind of kept things rolling. But they are 3-3. Three and three. Speaking of the Horned Frogs, as I mentioned, going up against a 4-1 one uh, BYU team who's had a week off now and an extra week of preparation to take on TCU down there in Fort Worth. So I uh, color me a little bit s- skeptical that TCU is uh, nearing a touchdown favorite against BYU in this game. Now BYU has not played a complete game. It feels like this season, the rushing attack has been less than stellar. The defense, the past two games in particular for BYU has given up a, a monstrous uh, rushing numbers, but overall total yardage numbers have not been great, but their scoring defense is relatively strong. So there's a lot of things going against BYU going into this, but there's no reason to think that BYU can't go to TCU and compete in this game. I, I, like many of you over the weekend with BYU not in action, tuned in to watch TCU take on Iowa State, and Iowa State has got a very, very stingy defense. Maybe one of the best, if not the best defense in the in the league, speaking of the Big 12. It's very, very impressive what Iowa State is doing right now defensively. But the thing is, they locked down TCU, and without a Chandler Morris, TCU was even more up a creek without a paddle, it felt like, offensively. And that's got to give BYU some thought that they can go into TCU and pick up a, a really, really big win. It looks like right now on paper, BYU is far and away the class of the newcomers in the conference, of the four new teams in the Big 12 this year, and it would make a really, really strong statement that they truly are that if they can go to TCU and win this game. So, uh, I would actually say that this is more of a pick for me, and a lot of times in the betting parlance, a pick will come down to if they're thinking, okay, these teams are relatively equal, they typically will give home teams a three-point bounce. So typically, if you see a team that's minus three, a favored by three points in a matchup, 
typically the odds makers out there think that that game's pretty much a pick It's coming right down to the middle, and they just essentially give a field goal is the kind of the standard uh, leg up given to the home team. And that's uh, BYU's kind of right on the cusp of that. If the betting comes in, they can move down to that. But still, I'm just not convinced that BYU can't go to TCU and win this game. Now, there's some very, very big games looming on the horizon for BYU. You've got Texas just a couple of weeks out. you got Oklahoma, who just took down Texas in that crazy Red River rivalry. And we'll talk about the Big 12, some of my thoughts, at the midway point of the season for the conference here in just a moment. But the the bigger thing is, BYU needs to get uh, some uh, some wins under their belt, obviously, to get to bowl eligibility. And winning this game at TCU would get them to 5-1. and one. I think if BYU beats TCU and sitting at 5-1, and one, it's a very strong argument, pending how things go at the bottom end of the top 25 polls, that BYU could find themselves ranked as soon as next week, sitting at 5-1 and one in their debut season in the Big 12. They'll obviously have homecoming a, a week from Saturday with Texas Tech coming to town, who also Tyler Shuck, their quarterback, has gone down. So, it's lining up a little bit here for BYU that they can compete with these teams. The bigger question is, can BYU go out and get the job done? I, I truly believe BYU can compete against TCU. They can be. They can compete against Texas Tech. Texas, the Longhorns might be a little bit different story, but we can talk about that game when it gets a little bit closer. It just feels like now you got to go out and prove it, prove it yourself. So speaking of BYU, and say, okay, we've done some winning already. We've got, we've gone four and one. We beat Cincinnati. We uh, shot ourselves in the foot a number of times in that loss to Kansas. We beat Arkansas on the road. BYU's got to go now and show that they can beat a, a, a name program, I guess, in the Big 12. Now, start with TCU this week. I think it'll go long, a long way to legitimizing BYU's claim of being the best newcomers in the conference. Many of you might have seen UCF get absolutely trounced by, te, uh, by Kansas in Lawrence. BYU hung tough with the Kansas Jayhawks. So, I, I think the thing is, BYU is sitting in a good spot right now. Now, can you go out and continue to shock the world, stun people, amaze people, and do what you've done of the, over the past few years, and that is compete favorably against Power 5 opposition. I think that's a big, big step net to be take for BYU now as they go up against some of these named programs in the Big 12 Conference. It's the Texas gauntlet upcoming for BYU. TCU this week, home to Texas Tech and then at Texas. The month of October on paper does not look like an easy one for BYU, but right now BYU's going to be feeling pretty good about their chances of going to Fort Worth to kick that swing up, kick that swing off and getting a win uh, over the TCU Horned Frogs. We'll talk about more about this game as the week progresses, obviously. We'll have Steven Simcox from Locked on Horned Frogs on a crossover edition of the podcast on Thursday to talk about the matchup, so stay tuned all week long as we get closer and closer to this matchup it's game week once again, BYU fans. Hope you enjoyed the bye week, but we are right back uh, to work. Let's talk a little bit about the Big 12. Some of my thoughts as we are nearing and just past the midway point in certain circumstances with regards to each team in the 14-team league that the Big 12 comprises this year. We'll talk about some of my takeaways of the league as it's, as a whole right uh, coming up in just a moment. Now, a quick word on our friends over at Athletic Brewing. Now, Athletic Brewing's been changing the the near beer game out there, my friends. That's the thing about this. They are they are absolutely uh, revolutionizing things. The best part is they have the Game Changers of the Week brought to you by Athletic Brewing. Without BYU playing this week, I'm going to give the Game Changer of the Week to the Oklahoma Sooners. For them to win the Red River, Red River Rivalry in the way they, they did it, you probably got to give a nod to, to Dylan Gabriel. An absolutely sensational performance for him and a huge win 
for Oklahoma in that. But just like uh, the the athletic uh, players on the football field, Athletic Brewing has changed the revolutionized changed and revolutionized the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good, full flavor, well crafted, just like a full strength beer. The best part about this is, my friends, there's no hangover ever, and these are near beers that have actually beaten full strength beers in international and national competitions. So think about that, my friends. They're fit for all times. You can drink them anytime, anywhere, and make any activity more enjoyable like watching a big game or your kid's game, tackling work or working out, or simply anything else you might imagine doing. That is the best part about our friends over at Athletic Brewing. You can find Athletic Brewing uh, Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you, or you can buy them online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your online order. That's promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout. Get 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions, and conditions apply. It's all courtesy of Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day. Thank you for being everydayers with us right here on the podcast. Coming up on tomorrow's edition of the podcast, because uh, we didn't have a game last week, let's get to a mailbag. I've not done a mailbag yet this season. I guess an official mailbag on the podcast. So if you got questions uh, about BYU stuff you'd like me to address, we'll get them get to them on tomorrow's show. You can send them via email, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Uh, you also can uh, tweet at us on social media, drop us a note on Instagram, or uh, uh, send us a message on Facebook or available on all those different platforms. So thank you in advance uh, for your support in that venture. We'll get to those questions on tomorrow's show. All right. So the Big 12 right now is nearing the midway point or just half the mid, just past the midway point for most of these teams. BYU's only played five games. They'll play their sixth game and get uh, past that midway point this week. A number of other teams have already reached the six-game threshold uh, via this past weekend. So at the midway point of the season for the Big 12 right now, it's really, really interesting how things are shaking out. It really does feel like that the middle class, and what I call that the middle tier, of the Big 12 Conference, of which BYU is firmly a part of, could very much end up with a number of teams that sit between, it feels like, 8-4 and four and 5-7. and seven. There could be like the vast majority of the 14 teams in this league, maybe, uh, let's say, 14 of them, uh, Thir- uh, not 13, 11 of them end up between that 8-4 and four and 5-7 and seven mark, uh, either flirting with bowl eligibility or being on the plus side and being in a bowl. And then you're gonna, I think you have two teams that have really established themselves as the front runners. Those are the two le- teams that are leaving. The Red River rivalry was absolutely sensational. A crazy game. If you do not get a chance to watch it, I'd encourage you to pull it up uh, whatever uh, means necessary. Watch it on YouTube, whatever. Watch the highlights at minimum. Really, really phenomenal game and really established that Oklahoma Oklahoma actually is back. I was not a believer that the Sooners were going to be this good as soon as this season because I just felt like last year they took such a big step back. But I give credit where credit is due, and the Sooners very much look like the class of the Big 12 right now. But it doesn't mean that Texas is out of it by any means. They only lost by four points. It took a last-minute touchdown uh, for the Longhorns to be dethroned, as it were. And I expect those two teams are going to be the class of the Big 12 in their final season as members of this conference. Now, that's obviously not ideal for the remaining members of the conference, conference to have maybe the two uh, schools that are bolting for the SEC potentially on uh, en route or in line to play for the conference title there at Jerry World at AT AT&T Stadium in early December. But until somebody steps up and really proves that they can uh, run with those two, who's going to say that they're not the favorites to do that? The one team that feels like they may be completely out of this right now are the Houston Cougars. BYU's a fellow newcomer to the conference. Feels like Dana Holgerson has got a lot of fire under his seat right now. Who knows if they're really going to pull the trigger after just one season in the Big 12 for him, but it just feels like Houston may 
may be faltering a little bit, and they may be the one team that's kind of out of the race already this season at the midway point. But then, like I said, that leaves kind of the other 11 teams in this conference really battling. Baylor... I want to think that Baylor can get better. They may be the one other one, if you want to say that another team may be already be out of it, are the Baylor Bears, because just their offense is absolutely putrid right now. Uh, it's crazy to think about that, because as Cougar fans, many of you are very familiar with Jeff Grimes and Eric Mateos, who are obviously uh, two coaches who are BYU for quite a while. Also, A.J. Stewart, a former running backs coach for BYU, he's on that staff at Baylor. But that offense is absolutely putrid, and unless they can get something uh, fixed very, very quickly, it feels like Baylor may be out of the race. Uh, we'll let them hold on for one more week, but really, the, the the vast majority of this conference, it feels like are going to be beaten up on each other. And that's that's why I think BYU, going back to my original point on today's show, it would be so big for BYU to go to TCU and get the Horn Frogs while they're reeling a little bit and get this win on Saturday. Because we get BYU to 5-1, and one, at that point, you got to uh, just uh, snap up one more win. you got bowl eligibility. And at that point, are you one of the teams who ends up uh, finishing 8-4 and because you're brimming with confidence? If you lose at TCU and start a little bit down the path of, okay, maybe we're not necessarily as good as we thought. You can find yourselves at the end of this month being 4-4 four and four and thinking you're going into the month of November trying to pick off a win against Iowa State in that stingy defense, having to go to West Virginia and win that game, having to go to Oklahoma State on the final weekend of the season, maybe with uh, your fifth win in your pocket and trying to get to number six. That's what it really feels like with this TCU matchup right now for BYU. It'd be a really, really important win for BYU to get it this weekend and take some of the pressure off themselves that could potentially creep up on them. But that's the other thing about this. The entire rest of the league, going back to the point here, is that it feels like 10, 11 of these teams, there's going to be a jumbled mess in the middle of the Big 12. I, I really think that you're going to see Texas and Oklahoma separate themselves unless somebody really gets on a hot streak very, very quickly. And then the middle tier or the middle of the pack for the Big 12 is going to be a bunch of teams, a couple of eight and four, a bunch at seven and five, a bunch at six and six, and maybe a few that uh, end up five and seven just missing out on bowl eligibility. And that's really how this league is going to go. And I know that doesn't necessarily uh, speak great about the conference when you're all beaten up on one another, but it shows that there's parity in this league. Now, also, if Texas and Oklahoma are truthfully the class of the conference this year, it's got to give some thought that, okay, with the new Big 12 next year, obviously with the additions of the Arizona schools, Utah and Colorado, there's a lot of parity in this league. And are any of those newcomers going to come in? Are they going to uh, slot right in and be the heavy favorites right away? I don't think so. I think that the whole thought is that 2024 and beyond for the Big 12, if things go how they look right now for the Big 12, very much could be a conference that's full of parity, and you're going to have an absolute dogfight to try and claw and scratch and do everything you need to do to climb to the top of that pile and find yourself potentially in the college football playoff. So there's an excitement factor to being in uh, having a huge middle tier of this conference, beating each other up as it looks like it might unfold this season. But at the same time, uh, it may also, that cannibalization, we've seen it from the Pac-12 in the recent past, that it can absolutely hurt uh, the perception of a conference as well. So it's kind of a two-edged sword here, but uh, it really kind of feels like that's how things are trending right now for the Big 12 Conference, and we'll see. Like I said, this is the midway point of the season. The back half of the season is really when uh, teams really, it feels like, uh, start to gel. Now, you start to see teams gelling around this point, and you start to get an idea of what a team could be, but the back half of the season, 
season is when guys are as, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? They're they're about as good as they're going to be that season. And some teams, they may find their legs at the midway point and just take off and run uh, the rest of the way. There's other teams that the wheels could come off. Injuries, a turnover bug, all that type of stuff could derail a season. So, it looks one way right now, but I, I'm there's the, always the chance that in two and three weeks or even six or seven weeks down the line that everything looks completely different. Maybe we have a very clear-cut top three or four in the Big 12. The middle class is cut down a little bit, and some of the teams have absolutely fallen out like a Houston along the way. So I'm interested to see where it goes, but it looks like right now it's going to be a very strong top two, it feels like, of the outgoing programs in Texas and Oklahoma. Meanwhile, that middle tier is going to beat each other up, and then the stragglers maybe just Baylor and Houston out there. So it's just a very, very curious time in the Big 12 as we, like I said, approach the midway point for some teams, but other teams already having uh, reached the halfway point of the season with their sixth game under their belt. And it's just kind of interesting to see where things uh, stand right now and ultimately where they will unfold over the final two months and change of this season. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll finish out today's edition of the podcast with some notes on former Cougars in the pros in the NFL. Also, two former Cougars showing out on the international stage in um, the marathon, uh, clinching uh, two spots at the Paris Olympic Games for Team USA, and it's two former Cougars who do that uh, for Team USA. We'll talk about all that as we continue on right here. Unlocked on Cougars. Real quick word on our friends over at uh, eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. And that's where eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and uh, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered, my friends. With over 122 million parts uh, for your one number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring that bring home that win keep your ride or dive alive at ebaymotors.com it's all courtesy of ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply and ebay guarantee fit is available only to U.S. customers. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at UCCU. Now, UCCU has a new thing called Learn and Earn they've been running for the last couple of months, and the UCCU mobile banking app is paying your entire family to learn about money. We always uh, are trying to figure out what to be better with our money with, and that's where Learn and Earn comes in. It breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. And every time a member of your family completes a topic with UCCU, they earn points that can accrue and be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many more. There's an age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against one another and track your progress on leaderboards. And the best part is it's available inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so you can play at any time, anywhere. And the more you play, the more you learn. And of course, the more you learn, the more you earn, courtesy of Learn and Earn Party. UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. It's all courtesy of UCCU. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day. Thank you for being uh, with us on today's podcast. A reminder that coming up on Friday, Locked On College Football Kickoff Live uh, goes live at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. That's 9 a.m. For those of you here along the Wasatch Front, it's available on every Locked On College YouTube channel, including this one, an hour-long program. Get you ready for the weekend ahead in college football, so check that out uh, wherever you get podcasts on Friday. All right. 
couple of notes before we go on today's show. Let's start off with the weekend that was for BYU. Uh, congratulations to the 10th-ranked BYU women's volleyball team. They went to Oklahoma, and Erin Livingston tied a career high with 22 kills as BYU swept the Sooners out there in uh, in a Sooner land out there in Norman, Oklahoma. 25-23, 25-21, 28-26, a big win for BYU. Uh, they returned home this week to host Texas Tech at the Smith Fieldhouse on back-to-back nights Thursday and Friday, October 13th and 14th. would encourage you guys uh, to check that out if at all possible if you want to get out to the uh, to the Smith Fieldhouse and watch them. Also, BYU Women's Soccer is in action. The 7th-ranked Cougars are hosting Kansas State tonight at Southfield. Uh, that'll be a 7 o'clock, oh, excuse me, not at 7 o'clock, uh, 7 o'clock Eastern time start. It's a 5 o'clock Mountain time start, and the game will be streamed on the Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. So uh, if you don't have ESPN+, Plus yet, my friends, I don't know what to tell you. It's going to be part of the future for the Big 12 uh, for many, many moons to come. And also, BYU Men's Golf. They are in action. Uh, they're headed to the club at Houston Oaks to tee it up in the uh, Big 12 Match Play Tournament beginning today. Three days of action. It'll be a conference. Each team in the conference, BYU will be in a pool play format with seating being based on the Big 12 coaches' rankings. The Cougars are ranked 7th in the league, so midway, uh, middle spot in the league. Uh, Placing him in the pool with fellow newcomer Houston, also reigning Big 12 Match Play Champion Oklahoma. After those pool play rounds uh, wrap up, a bracket play bracket match play format will begin with teams competing based on the pool play results. So best of luck to BYU Men's Golf uh, this week in that uh, event. It's a, it's a kind of a fun idea to do, honestly. Match play doesn't happen a lot at the college uh, uh, level, and it's fun to have these conference programs uh, going head-to-head with one another. It should be a fun thing to see that all play out. All right, I mentioned uh, before we uh, talked to a couple of our sponsors that BYU had two of their illustrious graduates show extremely well on the international stage. And that was at the Chicago Marathon yesterday. The top American finishers uh, came through Utah. They were in the 45th edition of the annual road race uh, yesterday in Chicago. Connor Mance, the former BYU star, uh, uh, had a personal best time of two hours, seven minutes, and 47 seconds uh, to finish sixth overall. Overall, and fellow BYU graduate Clayton Young was right behind him with a minute of two minutes and eight, uh, two minutes, eight sec. Uh Two hours, eight minutes flat. Excuse me, I screwed that up. But the best part is these two former Cougars unlocked a pair of spots for the United States in the marathon event for the Paris 2024 Summer Olympic Games, uh, breaking the Olympic standard of two hours, eight uh, minutes, and uh, eight uh, minutes and ten seconds. So really, really cool to see this uh, for BYU representing on the international stage. Uh, Mance finished 11th at the Boston Marathon earlier this year. Uh, he had his fourth fastest time by an American in the Chicago race, according to Runners World. So we're really, really Really a good showing for those two Cougars. And then in the NFL yesterday, got to give a tip of the cap to Fred Warner and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Fred Warner posted a game-high eight tackles, had a sack, a quarterback hit, interception, and a forced fumble in a 42-10 demolish uh, de- de- demolition, I should say, of the Dallas Cowboys. As an ardent 49ers fan, there's nothing better than uh, me watching San Francisco absolutely crush the Cowboys, so that was fun to watch. And obviously, uh, Fred continues to be the best linebacker in the NFL it's fun to see him doing his thing. Congratulations to him. Also, a good showing for Puka Nakua once again. Some thought that Cooper Cup coming back to join the Los Angeles Rams lineup uh, would slow him down. It did not at all. Seven passes, 71 yards, and a touchdown the same day that Cooper Cup uh, made that debut in a 23-14 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. So obviously you don't want to take the L. But Puka Nakua continues to show out. I think he's 500 and. 
We've got like 572 yards on the season already. It's absolutely insane. And then congratulations to Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. He completed 19 of 26 passes for 199 yards. Also had a late interception that the, his fellow teammates on the defense for the Jets bailed him out of. But they get the win over the uh, Denver Broncos with a 31-21 victory. So congratulations to Zach. Uh, I thought actually before that interception, because the throw on that interception was not great, but before that, Zach was everything that the, the Jets needed him to be. He was steady. I uh, made some heady plays, made some big throws. One a big one on that uh, drive I talked about before the interception had a huge conversion on third down. Uh, so really liking what I'm seeing from Zach Wilson. His progression is continuing uh, to move along here. And best of luck to him. Obviously, the Jets have uh, aspirations of being a, a contender, but... Who knows where it's going to go. Uh, we do have one former Cougar in action tonight with the Green Bay Packers. Zane Anderson obviously playing a lot of special teams and then the defensive secondary for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Obviously, Jordan Love, Dallin Levitt, and Andre James are the locals in that game tonight. But uh, there you go. That's the recap of the weekend that was in BYU sports. It's always kind of a weird thing for me because I'm so used to doing a film review Monday, but without a game, we didn't necessarily have that. So uh, we are going to have a fun week ahead, though. Back to doing shows every single day that is the plan as of now. Like I said, we'll have a mailbag tomorrow. Coming up on Wednesday, it's our annual, or not our annual, our weekly chat uh, with Connor Pay. Thursday is a crossover show with Locked On Horn Frogs, and obviously Friday is our game day primer. So we got a lot of content coming your way all week long, and a big thank you once again for making it a part of your day. Thank you for being everydayers with us right here on the podcast. And of course, until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day, my friends. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.